It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. Boy, did I go down a rabbit hole tonight. That's why I am doing this so late. Well, maybe not late for you if you listen to the, my podcasts the next day. Uh, but a couple of things before we get to the topic of Mars. Because Mars it has been making the news, especially today. Mars... And disclosure, a lot of references to aliens in the mainstream media. So what exactly is going on with that? I mean, first and foremost, you got the morons like Miss Sherman, who is trying to, quote unquote, negotiate with the Russians. And she's not doing any negotiation. She's playing hardball. And she's doing the typical United States style of diplomacy where you push and push and push somebody to the point where they go enough is enough we know what you're doing you're trying to start a war and then once the other side finally responds to idiots like the um, sherman uh like russia um then sherman throws her arms in the air and says oh my goodness look at the aggressors they're trying to take over the ukraine they're going to invade at any moment and on top of that they're going to use nuclear weapons to devastate the whole area oh god i mean how stupid do you have to be i mean it do you really think that Russia is going to use nuclear weapons on its doorstep? That would be the equivalent of the United States launching nuclear weapons into Mexico or Canada. And on top of that, if we're using a Mexican analogy, Russia pretty much has every right to be concerned about what's going on in the Ukraine. Because it would be, this to make an analogy, it would be as if Russia overthrew the Mexican government, then hired drug cartels to make sure that the former Mexican government is subdued and then continued to pump billions upon billions of dollars worth of mercenaries and weapons into Mexico and then say, oh, by the way, we want Mexico to be part of the former Soviet pact. And then if the United States said one thing sideways, that's it. Russia would say, oh my goodness, the United States wants to start a war and the United States wants to use nuclear weapons in Mexico. Do you see how idiotic Miss Sherman is trying to make the situation and Victoria Newland? Do you see how stupid these fat pant loads are? Well, maybe not Sherman. Sherman looks more like a cadaver. Uh, but uh, Miss Newland uh, definitely looks like she puts on the old feed bag and grazes on sunny days. So that's the first sign of idiocy. The second sign of idiocy is Fauci. As always, Dr. Fauci is speaking out of both sides of his mouth and shooting said mouth off. He was speaking for Davos. That's right, Davos, which is the World Economic Forum's uh, basically their platform, their annual platform. And uh, Fauci was saying, oh my goodness gracious, the United States for some reason is under constant misinformation attacks. No, no, no. No, the misinformation is coming from people like you because the people that are quote-unquote misinforming others are the ones that are actually reading the documents from the CDC and the FDA. They're the ones that are actually going into the data, going into the statistics and the definitions that are used in the data to say, hey, wait a minute, we don't think you're playing with a full deck of cards here, Mr. Fauci. So Mr. Fauci also said, living in greater harmony with nature. 
will require changes in human behavior. Not the elite's behavior, because they're going to still take their private jets. It's going to be the usual knuckle-draggers and lunch-bucket Pete's that are the ones that are going to have to change. That means no cars, no airlines, no cruise lines. You're going to have to live in a smart city. And, by the way, in your smart cities, all of those LED lampposts that you see... If you are so inclined to get in touch with a construction worker or somebody from the Department of Transportation that works on those LED lights, they will tell you that in said lampposts, there is a 5G network going on in there. So what what is it? It's a 5G LED lamp post so they're blanketing everybody in 5g so anyway going before i get down that road dr fauci he said that oh guess what we are only in the first of five phases of a pandemic phase number one is the negative impact we're still experiencing the negative impact no dr fauci if you were to go away and assume room temperature there'd be no negative impact Number two is deceleration. We finally got it under control. And if Dr. Fauci had his druthers, the only way that he would see COVID-19 under control is if at least 95% of the population took both vaccines and were also taking their boosters every two to three months. Number three in the five phases is control. God only knows what Dr. Fauci means by control. Number four is elimination. God only knows what Dr. Fauci means by elimination in the five phases of a pandemic. I would assume elimination of the scourge of COVID-19, but we could also kind of construe that as elimination of any sort of real quote-unquote misinformation and critical thinkers and number five is eradication once again the mind wanders about what dr fauci could mean by all of that so that is what dr fauci's true intents are he wants to drag this out as long as he can because his servants not well he's a servitor he's a servant of davos So Davos wants more out of all of this, and that is the real gist of what's going on here. And going back to 5G, lampposts have 5G in it. 5G is about to be flipped on tomorrow, January 19th, or today if you're listening to it, to the podcast. So what does that mean? We have a lot of airline companies and airports saying we don't want 5G turned on. Now, why would that be? We hear about all the rumors of the vaccinated pilots that are suffering from adverse events, passing out, strokes, heart attacks, all of the rest, whilst they are flying. So do we really think, if these rumors are true, do we really think we want pilots and co-pilots to be inoculated with a prophylactic gene therapy platform that includes luciferase and then probably includes... Uh, graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide, which basically makes the immune system react in a hyperventilative way. Do we really want that, where people are passing out from strokes and heart attacks and the rest while they're piloting aircraft? Probably not. So 5G is going to be flipped on. We can only assume that if the graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide and nanolipid uh, information is true... Uh, that all of these vaccines have those materials in it, 
um, then we can probably make the assumption that 5G is going to irritate the receivers of said vaccines and hook them up to potentially a smart grid. Otherwise, the mainstream media news is saying that the reason why pilots, airports, and and airline companies don't want 5G flipped on is because it messes with the altimeters. Yes, airline pilots won't be able to tell how far above the Earth they are. So I thought that that was a relatively bizarre, very, very odd, obscure reference to make as to why you don't want 5G turned on. Because an altimeter isn't really based in electronics. Nowadays, the display of an altimeter is in a digital format, but that doesn't mean that the altimeter itself is in fact digital because you can't really measure it any other way. An altimeter measures the altitude of an airplane. So if you remember all of the movies, uh, when an airplane is going into a dive or an airplane is about to crash, you see the dial on the on the uh, in the cockpit and it just spins and spins and spins and spins. Oh my gosh, we're gonna crash! That's the altimeter. So what does an altimeter really consist of? That's what we really need to know. It's basically a barometric scale. Okay, so it measures the air pressure, and there's something called an aneroid, which is basically three metal plates spaced apart and as the plane increases or decreases in altitude those metal plates very very small very very sensitive measurements those metal plates increase or decrease distance from one another so what does that mean as air pressure increases the plates decrease the distance between one another and the altimeter increases which means it's going higher and higher and higher and as you go closer to the earth the discs separate from themselves which means you're going lower and lower and lower so why would 5g mess around with tiny tiny metal plates in an aneroid to measure barra <laughs> on a barometric scale we can only assume that 5g is so well the, the assumption has to be that the barometric argument for not turning on 5g is in fact true so we can only assume that 5g is so powerful that it messes around with magnetics so what happens is the 5g gets flipped on and those metal plates in the altimeter get their magnetism messed up so they could be closer together they could be more distant together or, or distant apart which in other words means that pilots do not know how far away from the earth they actually are now if that theory is true you can only imagine what it's going to do to the inoculated assuming that the graphene oxide rumors are true hydro nanometals injected into the bloodstream and then you're going to flip on 5g i can only imagine the impact of something like that but going to mars wow everybody is going to mars you've got jeff bezos he's going to mars you've got uh what else do you have everybody wants to go to mars 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 today we find out mars 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 everybody wants to go to mars why is that the case? Why is there such a hard-on to go to Mars? And for that, we have to go into a little bit of an esoteric background. 
Um, you could, and I'll tell you straight out, you should go to YouTube and uh, fire up the Dark Journalist and Gigi Young, uh, two different people. Uh, they're brilliant, brilliant, brilliant people. I'll basically be summing up what they say and what they've suggested. So we had today the first story coming from Unilad. Now Unilad is a you know a leftist toilet paper based periodical, and they say NASA discovers signs of past life on Mars. What did they do? They drilled a core sample into Mars. They looked at some dirt and said, "Oh my goodness, this is this is very very similar to what it, we need to make sure that life is existent somewhere." So we've got that. Then we've got Senator Kennedy in his southern voice say, "If the aliens landed tomorrow and said, "Take me to your leader," it would be embarrassing." He almost sounds like Ross Perot. Um, and he's referring to Joseph Biden. So now, why would Senator Kennedy be talking about aliens landing and then meeting Joseph Biden? What, what, what's going on with that? Then you had NATO come out today and say, any attack against a member country's assets in space could lead to the invocation of Article 5, according to the Alliance's first formal public space policy. So what is Article 5? It means if anybody is attacked in space that is part of NATO, that means everybody in NATO is attacked and they will go after the aggressor. Right. So if we go back to what Ms. Sherman talks about and how Ms. Sherman acts in diplomatic endeavors, we know that NATO is going to be the passive aggressor and ultimately try to get somebody into a war to overcome them. Now, what is interesting about space and what is interesting about Mars is that space, Mars, and everything else is part of what they call the global commons. Now, the global commons is any resource that cannot technically be controlled by a sovereign or a country. In other words, if you are in the middle of, I don't know, a desert or Africa or a jungle and there is a watering hole or an oasis, that is part of the global commons. Nobody can control it because everybody needs it to exist in the area. So the global commons also include, and I brought this up on the Terramar Gillane Maxwell podcast in the past, it includes oceans, it includes the air, it also includes the uh, space, which ultimately includes Mars, right? So they are ultimately trying to control the narrative on disclosure. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to seed the mainstream media with the idea that humans came from Mars. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do that? You have a lot of stories in the ancient, ancient past that talk about fallen angels. And if you read the book of Enoch, and if you read uh, ancient Babylonian and Syrian myth, um, you, you find in those myths, in their histories, they talk about the gods and how they were mining for gold. And then, then they uh, descend from Mars, if you're to believe Zachariah Sitchin, which I, you can, there, there's a, Zachariah Sitchin is a jump ball. Um, you can kind of believe some of the stuff he says, and then you actually go into his background and you find out that he is compromised in some way or another. 
So, but his argument is that the gods come from this planet in a very, very elliptical orbit around the sun, assuming that you believe in the heliocentric model. And ultimately, their planet was dying, so they sent out their offspring into the solar system that we know and love to mine gold. Why? Because somehow, in some way, these gods on this planet, planet X, or um, I forgot the planet they call it, um, and uh, no, it was, uh, it started with an N. Ah, nuts, I can't remember it. No, it's not the planet nuts. Um, So anyway... They go out, they mine gold. And why? They want to bring gold back to this planet and ultimately save their atmosphere, which is depleting and ultimately killing the race that lives on this planet. So that's all of a sudden why you find out gold is so powerful and also so sought after and ultimately why nobody can validate any of the gold in any of the vaults anymore. It's all gold-plated tungsten. It's not gold bars anymore. So where did the gold go? I would suspect the Vatican. And finally, with this kind of Mars mythology, you have an elite class of individuals that know the esoteric and the occult roots of Mars. What is Mars? The god of war, right? All the pictures that we see about Mars, it all is doctored. It's made to look more red and dusty than it really is. And on top of that, you can find plenty of pictures on Mars that have a striking resemblance to a lot of islands in northern Canada where NASA trains its astronauts to live in very, very desolate, dry climates. I wonder what they could be doing. I don't know. So the problem with all of this is if you're to go into a lot of the real, real background in all of this, they want you to believe that you as a human are not divine. Okay, humans were here before the so-called Martians and fallen angels descended from the heavens. That you you can find that in Genesis, and they make a slight reference to uh, in those days giants walked the earth. Right. Well, how did the giants get here? Fallen angels from Mars mated with humans. I'm not saying that's the truth, but I'm saying that's the mythology if you were to piece it all together. So, what? does that mean? It means that there are certain bloodlines that come from Mars that a lot of these people, a lot of these Freemasons, a lot of these royalty, a lot of these blue bloods believe they come from. So what are they trying to do? They are trying to get back to Mars. Okay? That's why you have Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and all of these cosmonauts trying to get back to the planet that they supposedly have come from. That's why you're starting to see all of these disclosure efforts. That's why you're starting to see all of these Mars stories, okay? That's what all of this means. Going one step further, that also means that they're trying to disassociate the human species and recreate the origin story. They're not trying to make you believe that you are divine in itself. They're trying to make you believe that you are some sort of hybrid mutant 
from a higher class of individuals and a higher race that doesn't come from Earth. They came down to Earth and they created you. You do not have a divine connection to God or the Creator or Hashem or whoever else you believe in. They're trying to hijack your divinity. That's what this is all about. Now, what that also means, what that also means is there is an implication here that is extremely disturbing. The implication being that if you are a crossbreed, that means that your father and your mother that have ultimately and in the distant past. Let me see if I can say ultimately one more time in this podcast that came from the distant past also bears a striking resemblance to you. So they don't know who the Martians are. They don't know who the aliens are and they don't know who the humans are. So how do you determine that? You determine that through genetics. Now, how on earth would you get everybody's genetics on file? Well, you would do a PCR test. You would inoculate them with gene therapy platforms. And if they don't go a certain way, if they don't resonate in a certain way, if they don't register on a certain frequency after the prophylactic gene therapy platforms via 5G... That means they know exactly who and who is not part of a select race of genetics coming from Mars. That's ultimately what they're going to try and do. They're going to get a one-world government, a cashless society, and everybody hooked up to a 5G-style grid via inoculations that include nanometals that resonate with your cell phone and your smart phone and any of the tablets and the 5G network. And they're going to be able to access your medical data at a moment's notice. It doesn't matter where you are. They'll be able to just flip on a switch and find out what is going on in your body in real time. This is how the elite intend to hijack and ultimately subjugate the human species. They're going to first, like they did, roll out this COVID nonsense, they're going to demand that you take an inoculation, right? And then at the end of it, they're going to probably cause a war, maybe in the Ukraine, maybe in Taiwan. And then at the culmination of that war, that war won't be finished, right? It'll, it'll be a very, very destructive war. They will suddenly cause disclosure and say, oh, goodness gracious, everybody has a genetic root in Mars, and on top of that, they, the Martians, your genetic predecessors, your progenitors, they've been walking amongst you for centuries. And the only way to determine who and who is not one of those primate progenitors is to put your medical data and your genetic data on file. You're talking about the ultimate subjugation of 7.5 billion people through, quote-unquote, disclosure so that's going to be it for me this is the last call podcast with chris michaels as always like me find me share me last call caravan because if you're listening to me you are a brilliant intelligent lovable fuzzball not as brilliant and intelligent as me but you're a brilliant intelligent lovable fuzzball that just craves cutting 
Edge commentary. Until tomorrow, we've got another two podcasts in this week.